Welcome to KNUK's Kind to Your Mind podcast. There's power in talking and here in this safe space, we talk openly about well-being in all its forms. Hello, I'm Blee and in this episode I speak to Alison about menopause. We chat about why she feels so passionately about the subject, what the symptoms are and about how debilitating they can be. She also talks about the support that is available for colleagues at KNUK who might be at this stage in their life. So the reason that we're talking about menopause today is because October is Menopause Awareness Month and also it's World Menopause Day on the 18th of October, isn't it? You know, I was just wondering, would it be possible for you to give like a proper sort of not a definitive list, I don't think one of those probably exists, but could you just give a list of some of the symptoms and then potentially, you know, what's the theme for this year? Because I know that is, you know, that's focused on a key mm. symptom, isn't it? Yeah, so so I guess, so there's, there's the, oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot now, I've got to think <laughs> about that. Um, so, so there's, they talk about the 34 um, uh, symptoms of menopause. I'm 34. not going to list all 34. Yeah, 34 something like that. I think in reality, <laughs> there's more like 64. Um, there's varying like reports about this, but generally the ones that we know about. So things like hot flushes, <clears throat> we know about night sweats, we know about, you know, um, mood swings. That's what you generally think of when you talk about menopause. The lesser known ones, things like itchy skin, um, I didn't realise this until very recently. Um, anxiety whilst driving. Oh, it's well, a real thing. That's and very you know niche. How, <laughs> it is very niche, but guess who got it? <laughs> um, it was quite interesting, actually, because I I had to drive up to Liverpool and it was quite dark and I got there in tears. I was so anxious. I've never been anxious driving ever. And I actually, when I spoke to... I spoke to Ali Shemwell on the Men Health Cafe and I said to Ali, is this is a really random question, but <laughs> is anxiety whilst driving a, a real thing in menopause? She went, oh, yeah, it really is. And I went, really? So I researched it because I thought I, I, I'm not convinced. I think I'm just making this up. <laughs> um, but it did scare me because I've never been like that ever about driving. And I I because I got on to the old Google and uh, sure enough, anxiety whilst driving can it's be a real thing. <laughs> I have got over this, by the way. I am quite perfectly capable of getting from A to B now without crying. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's those sorts of things that people don't get. It's like we we have really weird stuff. Like it, the itchy skin is not, it's not what you go to when you start listing um, menopause symptoms. You know, so there's a lot that we don't know um i guess the danger in that though is that and I, I think women of a certain age will will really relate to this where we say oh yeah i'm being menopausal today you know that that kind of everything comes under the umbrella of menopause actually we need to be a bit careful of that because not everything comes under the umbrella of menopause mm-hmm. you know when we're a certain age and we think of if if I think that's a bit dangerous as well. Equally, it, like the depression thing, you know, go to your GP. I'm feeling anxious. Here's some antidepressants. Thank you very much. Is also not the way to go. So, so we there there is a balance to be had in terms of what is general health and what is menopause and what's coming under that menopause because 
<laughs> you know, it's a minefield. Yeah, I mean, is it how researched is it, or is it just sort of an ongoing thing? It sounds like it's hard to put a finger on what is and what isn't. Well, it is, and the interesting thing is, there's not enough data about women. Mm. Full stop on anything, actually. Um, and you know, when I think about the lack of data and the lack of, or, or the misinformation that goes out to women, there was a study done. I think it was the late 80s early 90s maybe that was so damaging on menopause and saying that HRT and it was on big news headline HRT will give you cancer and they did this this um this kind of survey and half of the women that were on this survey were actually in like post-menopausal so they weren't even looking at the right women mm-hmm. and it it was actually quite damaging. Majority of women, after they saw that headline, came off HRT almost instantly. So there's some examples that you've given of, you know, why it's important for us to have World Menopause Awareness Month, and then there's the day as well on the 18th of October. So what is the, you know, oh, what yes. is the theme? What is the theme for this year? And so, so the theme, the theme for this year is cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, the number one um, unfortunately, that more women die from cardiovascular cardiovascular disease than any other disease. You know, it's the number one killer in women and of women. So um, we need to could just highlight the importance of actually or what's going on in, in women's bodies. So what they found, because when you think of cardiovascular disease, you don't all automatically think, oh, menopause. You think, oh, that's really serious and I've got really bad heart health let's look at my cholesterol level or let's check my blood pressure we don't actually think of actually do do I need to look at my hormone levels or is there something going on actually that could you know that's related to menopause that could be affecting my heart so we know that oestrogen has a big part to play when it comes to blood flow in terms of in in and out of our hearts and it keeps the bad cholesterol away um and it stops plaque build up in our arteries and all of that horrible stuff that leads to cardiovascular disease so um one of the things that we're promoting this year is you know do something that's really healthy for your heart you know, this is this is really important in terms of like getting more active. Maybe it's like, oh, you know, think about um, alcohol levels and smoking and all the stuff we know is really bad for us. Um, and and it's just sort of curbing some of that or stopping some of that, you know. And, and so we're, what we're just going to encourage women to do is really take stock, look at, you know, some some of their healthier habits try and increase those and maybe eliminate some of those more unhealthy habits in their in their life um so so that's kind of the theme of of this year um in terms of activity we're going to encourage people to keep having the conversations there will be some resources available so i'm just in the process of just collecting up um, information articles things that I think people will find interesting we've also got some um, posters that sites can put up and around and about just to make uh, people more aware 
Um, menopause Friendly have come up with a really nice little video that just talks a bit more about the cardiovascular disease and and how it can, um, you know, menopause can affect that. Um, so we'll yeah, we'll just make sure that all the resources available um, to to our people really that's that's kind of what I want to do um I also might come up with some little recipes or you know fun things and suggest fun suggestions um <laughs> that people can go away and do and you know um just try out all sounds good what sort of recipes are you thinking would they just be nice healthy ones well no I'm thinking we might go for a bit of a Halloween theme so right, okay you know because we're coming in up to harvest time aren't we really so vegetables are really good at the moment mm-hmm. um maybe things with pumpkins and stuff P- pumpkins are really good for you um oh. good for the heart so yeah we'll be encouraging good healthy eating some nice recipes that um might um yeah it might oh, okay. it might might help really yeah i like it i good. like the joined up theme with halloween as well <laughs> uh, yeah good, definitely good thinking there i suppose then why did you get involved in the menopause project? It actually, it, it's quite funny, actually, because like when I was actually asked to look at how we get more information out to our um, people about menopause, I actually wasn't sure whether I should be flattered to be asked or insulted <laughs> that I actually started looking my age. But anyway, um, but I, I did I did think about it because I, I think, you know, and I did my research as well. And, you know, from personal experience, I actually had no clue what I was about to go through. So when I was asked to um, take part in the project, actually, I was I was 52 and I was still perimenopausal. Um, And then I guess from about the age of 45, I'd starting getting moments of of brain fog so I'd literally be in the middle of a sentence and I wouldn't know what I was talking about or I'd forget a word, which is not great when you're in the middle of running a natural training course. Um, <laughs> not ideal. The other thing as well, I guess, I know, nightmare. <laughs> um, but then I, I was getting really strange sort of symptoms in terms of, you know, my bones ached and I just put it down to being older and getting a bit slower, you know. Um and and all, all kind of irregular periods and all that all yucky stuff that women have to go through but the weird thing for me was like I had really bad itchy skin and uh and I I never associated that at all I just thought this is this is a really odd thing that I've just suddenly developed and actually it wasn't until um I was asked to do this project that I put two and two together and realised that I was perimenopausal and had been for years, you know. So, so that was one of the reasons. So, from a personal experience perspective, I wanted to get, you know, involved in the project because I hadn't associated some of my symptoms to what I then, you know, found out was was perimenopause, um, and now menopause. Um, and it was like, you know, and I thought, well, if I'm struggling with actually quite light symptoms in all honesty when I talk to some of the women out there in Kununagal who have experienced really awful debilitating um, things I just thought well we're just not armed for this we don't know enough about it we don't talk about it it's one of those taboo topics that you know nobody 
nobody tells you about your mum mums don't talk about it my the older generation my my mum probably was quite open in her experience but you know some women aren't um and I think that generation generally didn't talk about it so I just think it affects your confidence it affects so many different things that I just thought I've got to get involved I really want to do something to help educate and support but also make sure that women are getting a really good experience at work so it's not just about the women it's also about educating everyone because everyone knows somebody who's either going through it or is about to go through it or you know is um is perhaps um you know just working alongside somebody or work you know you might be a manager who who doesn't know how to have these conversations so that was my big thing I think. Nice very very admirable I mean I only I did some research obviously before coming on here with you and I was <laughs> amazed at the sort of time scales involved because obviously my mum's not going to yes. thank me for telling you telling everybody her age but she's at you know that sort of age and it's been a bit of a running joke with her you know I'm just being menopausal and for me, it's like, well, how how long does this, you know, how long is that going to be a joke for? Yeah, they're doing years, a very small piece years of and years. And and you know, every woman is different. Mm-hmm. You know, they say average average length of menopause is four years, but it can be up to twelve years. I know women who it's been longer than twelve years. You know, every woman is different in this, so you can't one size does not fit all, and and that goes for the treatments that women get as well so it's not just yeah it's it it, it can go on for a long long time yeah I did not realize at yeah all. so so you kind of said there you're looking to sort of educate people and raise awareness mm. and help them through it you know why is it important that we know about the menopause is it is it really debilitating you know that might come from a bit of a place of ignorance but you know how yeah. bad is it <laughs> well for for some women it is i think it's one in four women will actually leave work because of their symptoms of menopause one so one in four women will have really severe symptoms um and the rest of us will have a variation of that do you know so and everybody is different all women are, are, are quite different but one of the statistics that actually really got me was an internal statistic so so two years ago this this started and we actually identified that 50% of our female population in Coonanagal were over the age of 40. Now, when you consider the average age of menopausal women, is women tend to go through actual menopause at around 51. So the perimenopause is the run up to that. And that period can be, you know, anything between sort of 10 and 12, 15 years. You know, it could be a long time. And your body's changes as as you age. So so you just think, well, actually, we need to look at the data from around 40-ish, because that's probably when people will start noticing changes in their hormone levels, their mood, maybe, you know, irregular periods or different periods. And all of that it could be symptomatic of, of the menopause. So I just thought, well, let's pull the figures on how many women we've got at the age of over 40. And two years ago, there was just under 50% of our women were at the female population in Kinanogal were actually um, over 40. Today, that's actually 55%. So, you know, um, I just think 
I wish I'd known about this lot earlier. I really do. And I think we actually have a duty to the next generation to kind of educate that. But the statistics also that really um, were interesting were the external research. You know, women aged 50 to 64 are the fastest growing demographic in the workplace. So we're not retiring. More women are coming into the workplace. We're staying longer in the workplace. And so we've got all these amazing, talented women that actually might be going through a really difficult time. And, and also, they're likely in that age bracket to be caring for maybe children. You know, they might have um, kids still at home. They might have children in university. They might have or even caring responsibility with parents. So certainly when you get to your early 50s, like I am, it's it, it kind of switches focus from kids to, to elderly parents. So there is that element of, you know, this I'm conscious that we've got all these busy, talented, amazing women in in the workplace and they don't know this stuff. They're not prepared for this stuff. And also we haven't got the infrastructure in the organisation to actually have these conversations, much better conversations with these women and make sure that we've got the right adjustments in place. We're supporting them better. the other statistic that was actually, you know, um, like that I looked at was how the narrative has changed, I guess, around um, how people are talking about menopause generally outside of the workplace. So if you look at all the research around kind of the legal, the discrimination cases that are coming out now, more and more women are feeling empowered to have these conversations and are starting to ask questions and they're starting to sort of say you know we're not accepting this anymore and if they are discriminated at work they are more likely to raise their voice so year on year over the last five five years we've seen more cases actually being brought to court under discrimination because people women have been really badly treated at work um, and have been discriminated against so that's a trend that they are predicting is set to continue and increase year on year so it's virtually doubling every year so from a business perspective it just makes sense you know we've got a huge population out there we've got the potential that you know the, the business is at risk and and actually, we need to educate our managers so that they're having really amazing conversations with women and they're not ever feeling that they're not supported or psychologically safe at work. All, all of our people, men, women, you know, whoever is working for us actually need to feel psychologically safe at work. And this is part of that, is part of that that kind of employee, you know, it create, we talk about creating an extraordinary experience for our people. And I think this has to be part of it. You know, no matter what is going on in somebody's life, we need to be talking in on an at an individual level to make sure that we're supporting them much, much better. So in terms of sort of the work you're doing, okay, and then it's sort of just sort of raising awareness and then trying to, I assume, champion the, you know, the, the adjustments and changes and that mindset shift amongst definitely. colleagues. Yeah, definitely. So that I guess, um, you know, <laughs> 
at, at the start of the project, it was all about getting information out to people, you know, resources, uh, collecting them in it, you know, doing the research and all that groundwork. Um, and we've got guidelines now in place. We've got, um, you know, which are really good, actually. So there, there's one for managers. So thinking about what do I need to know about menopause and how can I support my people much better? And then also from a colleague perspective, we've got a guideline in terms of what do I need to know if I've got menopause, if I'm supporting somebody else going through it. Um, so the guidelines are, were a starting point. And then we started, we we partnered with an organisation called Menopause Friendly um, to become a menopause friendly um, organisation. And we can, you know, proudly say that we are, which is great. Um, and we've... We, so we bought a couple of e-learning modules from them and we've also tapped into their resources because they have a whole range of resources available to us, which is great. Um, and they they advise us on all sorts of different things, which is is really good to kind of touch base with them. So there's questions that people have and I don't know the answer, which I don't always because I'm, you know, I'm still learning this stuff. Um, then I've got a really good sounding board that I can go and I can do some research and find out. And they're a really good sounding board for that. Um, we also recorded a video. So there's a really nice little video which is still on our um intranet site um and we'll you know i encourage people to share that and show that and watch it um because there's some really good stats in there and and i think it's really nice because we've got a lot of the voices from our from our own people um so that was one of the things that we did in the early days and then i guess we've built on that so we've we've also partnered with an organization called mena health and on Zoom, we we have we run these little meno meno health cafes. We call them, um, and it's we have a different topic each month, and they're really good actually. And quite a number of us, what a number of our sites have done actually is set up like a little support group. So they run their support group at the time of the cafe. So they might get you know a, a few people in, and and we we're not discriminatory at all. You know, it's all inclusive. So this the, the invite goes out to everybody across the organisation. And that for us was really important because I didn't want this to be a all about women. It's because it's not. It's about everybody. Actually, it's about having understanding on it. But also it's about, you know, so it's inclusive. It's all inclusive. We've, we've invited everybody onto those calls and people come in. You know, um, so some of our sites, they've set up these little support groups and they they literally just project the men health cafes onto the screen and they get together and then they sit and they have a chat about menopause after they've they've after we've run the cafe. Um, and a lot of, you know, people have said how useful it is and men and women, actually, be, you know, the husbands of the people out there who've said, oh, I'm so I'm I'm so thankful because I now know what my wife is going through and I didn't realise that actually this was, you know, it's just helped me support her much better, which is lovely to hear. So, so yeah, so we're still <clears throat> treading that sort of line in terms of, um, you know, making sure the materials are up to date. I put a reading list together that I add to every now and again. So if there's some good articles and stuff like that that I found, I tend to put them on that. Um, so so it's a constant thing i guess i guess if anybody's listening to this one of the things that i would say and it's the one of the first things that i would say to any woman that is 
thinking that they are maybe perimenopausal or menopausal is track your symptoms and one of the best things and the best that, that I've used actually is um, an app called Balance and it's it was put together by a, a lady called uh, Dr Louise Newson and she she's one of the leading specialists in menopause in the country she's fantastic and actually I'd advise anybody to watch her listen to her follow her on Instagram all of that stuff because she's at the forefront of research around menopause she's she put this app together called balance and you can track your symptoms you can download articles you can find out all sorts of things about anything to do with menopause it's fantastic so I would highly recommend that um so we 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 do promote different things that that we think are uh, have been tried and tested you know um that I think that's really important that all of the things that we do actually put out there are very much tried and tested kind of top research messaging that's coming through um but yeah so a lot to do still and I still want to get more words out there and and also I'd like to find people who are interested in starting support groups you know if you if you've got a group of of people that are on your site that are interested in supporting each other through this amazing journey that we're going through um then then I think support is really key to stuff so the more support we can get and if it's localized support women who know you know their people on their sites actually coming together is actually really really helpful so I would ask it's one of the big asks I think today is please just go away and think about it and do contact me it's because <laughs> I'm always open to talking about menopause I'm boring everybody with it but there you go <laughs> no it sounds okay. like you've been sounds like you've been very busy doing some very valuable work trying to you know increase awareness and yes. help people out basically mm. in terms of something for people to take away from today or I know you touched on people sort of supporting each other or maybe coming to you if they want mm. to help support people within KN is there anything in particular you want to say sort of just to wrap up yeah I think do you know one thing I haven't said and I, that I think is probably really important is if your GP fobs you off don't allow them to or get a second opinion or a third opinion or a fourth or somebody I spoke to today fifth or sixth you know it's like just keep going back find somebody who's going to talk to you unfortunately it is a bit of a push 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 and not a lot of support coming out of GP so so the, there are various things that you can do one I do I absolutely believe that if we have support groups across the organization um that actually helps keep you accountable for trying new things and stuff because we we tend to check it if we're checking in with other people they're saying so how did you get on with your GP? Well, I didn't phone my GP. Oh, well, don't you think you ought to? <laughs> you know, um, th there's an element of like pushing people into doing stuff. So that that's one thing. But ultimately, I guess it's about women just saying, I'm going to take control of my own menopause because, you know, we can put information out there. We can't fix everybody. I wish I could. I wish I had a magic wand and I could say all the menopausal women of Coonanagle 
you are now cured of this, all your symptoms, and you will go through the rest of your life being fabulous. Um, but I, I would say, I guess one of the big things for me is if women are struggling at work, um, just asking them to be a little bit brave. Um, don't be afraid to have that conversation. If And do go and speak to your line manager. Your line manager is there to support and help you. And and if, you, if you're a line manager out there um, listening to this and need some support and help on how to have those conversations, please contact me um, because, you know, uh, there's lots of help and support available to you. So be brave, be bold, have those conversations, be open um, and not be afraid to get rid of the taboo. Hmm. That's what I would say. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been very informative. Uh, I know much more about menopause than I thought I would sort of ever know at this point in my life. But it's all very good. It's all and it's all very important, really, for me to know and for everybody else to know. So, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.